That's one of the myths mm -hmm. for me. Let me tell you why. Because in my heart and even beyond that, in my soul, I believed I wasn't good enough. I believed I wasn't worthy enough, that nobody loved me, that even the father didn't love me. I had came to that conclusion. So I would change my mindset, but go right back because I never dealt with the heart. I didn't with the, deal with the soulish realm of the fact that I did not feel worthy of even his love. So whatever promises he had for me, I never believed him. I didn't know that because I thought I trusted him until he started to peel back the layers and I realized I didn't trust you as much as I thought I did. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast. I am so happy to be with you on today and bring yet another powerful, influential person to inspire you, to help you live your best life. With that being said, we're not going away. Okay, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. We have this amazing lady, Ayoka Yashuael. She is amazing. She is a powerful wife, a hashtag boss mom of three children. She is a two-time international best-selling author. She's a speaker and CEO of Streamline Success International, a training strategist and consultant company who is affectionately known as the what? The boss, all right? And she cultivates and she helped with streamline successes and she is a strategist. She also holds an MBA and over 20 years of experience in helping in the clientele business. So I am just so ecstatic. It's so much more about this young lady and she has helped with so many different um, people and brands and the sky is literally the limit, is not a limit for her. Let's bring her on. Hello, Ayoka. How are you? Hey, I am doing phenomenal, Tina. Thank you for having me on the show. It is truly, truly my pleasure. And I noticed that you also hold three brands. Is that correct? Yes. So my company, Streamline Success International, is a training strategy and consulting company. And the brands I have is Jana B Speaks, which is my speaking arm of my company, uh, Boss Mom University, where we grind differently, and uh, Streamline Success Strategies. And each one, I work with boss moms of faith to be able to empower and equip them to flourish in life and business, go after what they want without sacrificing what they love the most, which, as we know from moms, a lot of times... We feel like we got to choose, but I'm here to tell you, no, we just have to grind differently. I love it. So we are, you already told us who you help and where you serve, but I want to know why and how you serve us boss moms. <laughs> yes. So for me, it's really close to my heart. Uh, for so long, Tina, I didn't know my purpose here, right? I didn't know, I knew I had a gift and it benefited so many people. I just could not see it for myself. So there was a lot of healing that had to take place before I could really accept that I was a boss, right? That's a conversation for another day. But <laughs> in particular, I woke up early. I don't know how many moms ever been through this, probably all of us, to go downstairs to work on something while the house was quiet. Now it's like three, four in the morning. I'm good. No, Tina, no. All the children woke up and I have three, an infant, right? <laughs> and my two older. And they came down. My infant came down first and 
she's screaming, crying, and I'm holding her and I'm screaming, crying because I just wanted to get something done for the purpose that was on my life that I was feeling this nudge to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I quit. I was like, I, I, there's no way to do both. I can't be an entrepreneur, a boss mom and a mom. I'll just focus on being a mom. And in that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit say, yeah, you could quit. However, I love that transitional word. (laughs) However, you, the people that that you're called to serve won't fulfill the purpose and destiny in their life, nor the ones they're called to serve. And that will rest on you. And when he put it in that way, I sat for a moment because for me, I wanted to quit because so many times I started and stopped, started and stopped because of life instances. So many times I failed and I just felt like I couldn't do it or I wasn't good enough. And I decided in that moment, no, I won't quit. I'm going to help over a thousand boss moms of faith to be able to do the same thing, to go after what they want without sacrificing what they love the most. And Boss Mom University was birthed. Listen, I, as a mom myself with two children, one of which is special needs, so that add another um, mm. layer onto it. The mom guilt is real, okay? Yes. Because when I first got married, one of the first decisions we had to make as a husband and wife was who's going to stay home with the children. Because when we looked at the daycares and the, the different facilities, it really didn't make sense at the time for yeah. Both of us to work because the day it was t- so expensive. So why? So I was like, well, I guess because at the time I was working. So I said, well, I'll stay home and I'll take care of the children. I'll be a homemaker. And I did that for a while. And I was very happy doing that. But then it got to a point where the children were getting older. And I started realizing that I did not know who I was in I was a wife, a mother, a friend, uh, an inspiration to so many people, but I wasn't an inspiration to myself. And I had to go on that journey, that walk. I had to learn to love myself, like myself, date myself, figure out what it is that Tina liked because the the Tina that was 20 years old don't like the same thing that the Mm -hmm. Tina that's 30, 40, you know, so... I get it. I understand it. And I know those quiet moments going um, two and three in the morning. You think you're going to have the whole house to yourself. And it's like they wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I just need a, a moment because you we can't even go to the bathroom. Listen, hands be knocking. Mommy, mommy. <laughs> you know exactly. And for me, the struggle was finding my audience, who I'm called to serve, what I'm called to do. Um, I love speaking. I'm passionate about speaking, writing, and so many. I love business. I love seeing people succeed and really taking their ideas and helping them figure out to gain clarity around what it is that they're confused about with their vision. I love helping them to develop that game plan, that roadmap, so they can streamline their success in 30 minutes or less Mm -hmm. to show them how to grind differently so they don't have to choose between both and help them monetize their ideas. So it's just been a journey and a process to get to the place of who am I? What am I good at? Who am I called to serve? What do I love to do? And it took a while because I didn't know me. And when I realized it was moms, I was just like, oh, duh, it's right in my face. Like how many of us, and I was considered a mom, like in my family's marketing agency, they called me mama before I had children because of the nurturer that I am. 
So I just realized that like he had always been dropping these little nuggets of like, this is who you are. I was just like, I just couldn't see it. Oh, but I'm grateful. It's never too late. And when I had that revelation of how many moms wear the titles, put everything first and neglect themselves. And they walk around with frustration. They walk around with resentment. They walk around with anger and they look back and say, I could have, should have, would have, and never did. And I didn't want to be her. Mm. And I can truly identify with what you just said, because it came a point in my life that I had to learn to put me first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know in emergency, I always like to give this illustration in emergency situations. If you're on an airplane, the first instruction is if the plane is going down, when the oxygen masks fall down, who do you supposed to give the oxygen to first? Yourself. Yourself. Okay. But what we want to do as a mom, give it to the husband, give it to the children and, and somebody beside us that we don't know. <laughs> you know. The dog, the cat, and we over here like, oh. And so you have to learn and learn to support yourself so that you can keep thriving so that you can help the people that you're here to help. And I had to learn that the hard way because I'm a natural nurturing giver just as yourself. And so hearing you say this, I know this is going to resonate with so many moms who are these mompreneurs, these boss moms who are really uh, building themselves and also building a legacy for their children. And we need to stop the, the guilt. Okay. We're going to yeah. we need to stop the guilt. So how do you feel about that? Do you ever feel that? I know I have uh, uh, the mom guilt. Have you ever experienced that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, it was a little interesting because I was always, and I'm just going to be honest, I was so focused on business and chasing success. I neglected my family for a long time without even realizing I was, and I made business an idol. And in 2021, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when the Most High said, shut it down. And this is when Boss Mom University had just launched. We were about to go in. I got the instruction. I mean, I'm talking about five full chart papers of strategy of who I serve, what I do. Like, I was about to hit the ground, Tina. Type A personality, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He was like, no. And I was like, what? He was like, put it down. And I was like, I had a Tyler moment. (laughs) Straight Tyler episode with the most high. And, but when I did, I was still obedient. I was reluctant, but I was obedient. When I did, I started, it's like scales fell off my eyes. Mm -hmm. I realized how much my marriage was hurting, how much my children were hurting, how much I was hurting and didn't know how much we needed healing. And here's the crazy part. When I put it down, contracts were coming, $30,000 contracts. Like contracts were coming. I had to tell them. I had a choice. And I had to tell him, as much as I would love to do this right now, I'm not doing any business. And you know what they said? We'll wait because we want you. Wow. And they were willing to wait. And the three months came and I said, I'm still not released. They was like, we'll wait. So I didn't miss anything by being obedient. And because I had put everything before them, now I was learning how to put them first. But I felt the guilt where, mommy, can we do this? Mommy, can we do that? And I'm like, well, I got another meeting. I got to, you're always on a meeting. You're always working. You're always doing this. And that moment, what the Holy Spirit showed me, he said, your gift of whatever you touch flourishes. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to touch myself for so many years, but your gift won't change. 
what will happen is you'll teach these moms how to flourish, how to do the business, how to make the money and their blood of their marriages lost and the relationships destroyed with their children be on your hands. Mm. And I, I was like, I didn't realize the impact and importance of what I was doing was going to have. So he was course correcting me. Mm. What felt like a step back was just an adjustment of realignment. And he had to course correct because he knows, because the reality is we were, we weren't mama. We weren't wife. We were nothing when we were in our mother's womb. I was just Ioka. You were just Tina. He already had a purpose. Then these things were added on. So during that year of healing, I had to readjust and understand that my marriage comes first. My home comes first. I had to flourish and grind differently. That's the grind differently in his order. And in doing so, the business started to flourish because I was now doing it in proper order. Now, do I still feel mom guilt? Sometimes, honestly, yes. I don't think it ever goes away because you're like, okay, I want to be present and I homeschool my children. That's a whole uh, that's yeah. other, other, right? I do too. <laughs> being, being present, but yet still saying, okay, well, how do I go and be obedient? And in my world, balance does not exist. It's a lie, it's a myth that was created that we were told versus living life in rotation. What do you focus on in the moment that gives 100% of your time? And when that time is done, there's a grace for that. Flow in his grace. Because when that time is up, you'll feel the resistance and the struggle. That means you're supposed to shift to something else. Well, flow in that. And by doing this, I'm teaching my children to do the same. And last, I'll say this. I never forget my mom was my mom. My daughter was like, mommy, why do you have to go where I met you? Why do you have to go to that conference? Why do you have to? I said, look, baby, when you get married, know this. You're more than a wife. You're more than a mom. You are exactly who Yahweh created you to be before that. So I expect you to go and chase your dreams and do the things, but do it in order. Make sure that they're fed. Make sure that the house is taken care of first. And I'm not perfect, but they see me striving to be better as a wife and as a mom. Because I have to train her how to grind differently now. Listen, I absolutely love it. And when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to talk a little bit more because we're going to dig a little bit deeper on this life balance thing. I had to learn that the hard way okay so we'll be back in a moment after this commercial break the homeschooling interactive magazine is a magazine that embraces and celebrates the entire homeschooling experience our magazine is different from all the rest because we provide beneficial information and assistance in homeschooling business wellness mental health resources and life we encourage you to pick up a copy of our magazine today on Amazon.com by simply searching The Homeschooling Interactive Magazine. The Homeschooling Interactive Magazine is all about impacting the world through home-based learning, helping to de-stress the homeschooling experience. Get your copy from Amazon today. I had a really great experience on the Tina Ramsey Show. I felt like she really asked some valuable questions that can help a lot of people, especially in regards to monetizing. And so the vibe was great. I honestly wouldn't mind coming back on again if she invite me. And I felt like the conversation just flowed. So I am super happy and I can't wait for the show to air on every single platform out there. And thank you again. And just like that, we are back. And I come along with a friend who I yoga. Before the commercial break, we was actually speaking about a topic that most moms suffer in silence. We don't want to talk about it. It sheds a light 
on us. But I feel that it's necessary for us to dig a little bit deeper before we move on in regards to this mother guilt. And you hit head on when you said this phrase. It's a myth, this life work balance. <laughs> and I had to figure that out the hard way because in all these books, all these seminars, all of these different videos out, life work balance, you can do it. And they give you all these ideas and then you start getting into it. And then I like to call it life happens. As mm-hmm. long as you stick to whatever is on your checklist, then you're straight. But we know life don't work that way. A life is not just an, a, like a checklist. It's going to be some things that are going to throw a monkey wrench in it. Maybe an unexpected child. Maybe they get sick. Maybe you have to go to the grocery store. Maybe you have to go, something breaks down in the house. And it just. It, listen, <laughs> whoever thinks that never met a toddler. They don't have one. <laughs> they don't have a toddler, which does not care what is. They could care, you know, and, and you're so right. And so many of us stood in that line, rolled that ride and said, put me back on again and again and again. Tina, I never forget. I used to be, um, I was a taskmaster. Like I had things to do list. When it got too much, I would then recreate the things to do list. And it became so bad that the task became my master. Like I was a slave to it and yet I wasn't progressing forward. And I remember I had an amazing friend, Avery Pink Lewin. And she was like, I want you for one week not to do your things to do list. And I was like, what are you on? Like, listen, I can't live without it. I need to get it out of my head. And I was like, okay, fine. And the freedom that came with it because it allowed me to then flow with him. What do you want me to do today? What do I need to focus on? What is the grace and what is I need to shift with? So even though I might've started to still write down like, okay, these are the things, the main important things, the three things that I'm focusing on today and they might have subtasks, right? Mm -hmm. That I need to work on, or this is what needs to be for the week. Given that grace that give yourself a week to get it done. Mm -hmm. But how do you want me, what order and how do you flow is what freed me from the, the weight a feeling like I wasn't, I wasn't accomplishing anything. I didn't feel successful. And then looking back at that list and punishing myself because things weren't getting done, you know? So I had to learn the hard way too, that that is a ride that I say, you know what? I, I think I'm a check, please. <laughs> let me get off of this and let me find what works best for me and my tribe. And it's okay if it looks different And that's, I mean, I started to live the epitome of my brand of grinding differently. So I might be listening when I used to, you know, when she was younger and nursing, I might be listening to something nursing at 2 a.m. That's my grind differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm in the bathroom potty training. How am I using that time? He gave me downloads, you know, in the shot. There's so many ways where we don't have to, as moms, Mm -hmm. do it like others. Exactly. We don't agree with you. You can go ahead if you have something else to say. Oh, um, and it rem- and the reason why this came about because I was talking to Avery. She's a boss mom as well, mm-hmm. and I found myself following people who, you know, trying to implement what they were doing mm-hmm. and feeling like a failure because I could not keep up. Mm-hmm. And then when we were talking, I realized that wait a minute, they're and everybody's different. But for mm-hmm. me, I realized they're not married and they don't have children. So they're able to grind a certain way that suits them, but mm-hmm. that's not my life. So their success is their success. But what is our yoga's definition of success? What does that look like? 
And it used to be the money. It used to be the big things. And I had to realize, no, you know what? I made the bed today. High five, Ioka. <laughs> children are fed. High five. Like these small things, learning to celebrate the small because those amount to habits that implement and impact the big. And in that moment of talking with her, I realized I said, yeah, because we just got to grind differently. And it, it just, it shook me to the core. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, as a boss, man, we ain't got to do it like everybody else. And we don't have to choose between the two. We just got to do it differently. And that's okay. Yeah. And I have learned that personally, I have learned that whatever it is, whatever task is at hand that's in front of you right then, you give that 100%. So if you are at a at a meeting for your um, business, then you give that focus there. Then when it's time for you to spend time with your kids, you're spending, you're giving them your undivided attention. You're not uh, micromanaging, got your cell phone, doing text messaging. No, you give them 100%. You're with your husband, your significant other, whatever it is that you're doing, you give right. 110% or however you want to say, I like to say 110, you give them that percentage um, and understand there's only 24 hours in a day. It, it's not so, but so much that you can do. And when you're doing things in the day, make sure you don't forget to do something for yourself. I don't care if it's 15 minutes. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, five minutes where you can decompress and be alone. When <laughs> I'm still learning that. And I, I realized when I was talking to Avery, she was like, well, what do you do for yourself? What are your hobbies? What do you enjoy? And I was like, it was like, uh, yeah. you know, the Western movies and the tumbleweed come rolling by. It was like one of them moments. I was like, I, I, I don't. And it's been a journey of rediscovering who I am. What do I, what does Ayoka enjoy? Like you said, I'm 44. Like I'm not the 20 something, you know, what do I like now? And the only thing that I had to answer was like, I bathe. Like that was it. Like those, that's the time I have to myself. And it's been a mission of really, and I have not figured it out just yet. I'm just being honest of how do I incorporate myself? The only thing I found is that waking up at that four, 5 a.m., Mm -hmm. is that time and as a much I as I fought with it I just know it's reality because I'm a better mom and I'm a better wife when I've had time to myself I've had time with the father and maybe I worked on my business and then I could be present in other things because at least I filled my cup mm -hmm. and it's been an ongoing process of finding that time for me and to take care of me my husband be like why don't you just go out why don't you just go do this or why don't you and I just wouldn't Mm. Oh, I got this to do. Or I got that to do. I still got the, you know, and just it's, it's been a journey. So to my moms that are out there, you are needed, you are necessary, but you are no good. If you're dead, you are no good. If you are drained, you are cranky, you are irritable, downright mean. Let's just be honest. Like, we, mm -hmm. because, you know, we sleep deprived or we're hungry. We didn't nourish ourselves the right way mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. We, we're not providing this self-care. Mm -hmm. It ain't just nails and hair. It's mm -hmm. all of the categories I named is self-care. So what are we doing to fill those areas of self-care? Where's your budget? That includes you in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Where, where is it that you're reading something that you enjoy that makes you laugh or go dance or, you know, be silly or, or go have fun. And I'm, I'm learning to have fun again at this age in my life. And I vow with my toddler, I will play with her more. And that's been a part of 
reigniting the creativity and the innovation in my life as a business owner is through play with my children. I love it. I love it. And so when you think about being a boss mom, being a wife, um, and just an overall entrepreneur, and you also, you're a public speaker as well. So what are one of the biggest challenges you face uh, in life and business? And you're also a homeschooling mom. So for the average um, wife, or mother, they're they're doing all these things, but they're not maybe homeschooling. So how do you balance that? Well, not gonna say balance it, but make it work. <laughs> right. So if they're not homeschooling, okay. So here's how you grind differently. Get notes because I love to teach. So you have to look at really pockets of time, and you have to grind in pockets. You have to know certain things about yourself. Are you? Where do you notice that your creativity flows the most? Is it in the a.m. or the afternoon? When you understand it, you can step back and look and say, okay, where is he speaking? Where do I feel the most accomplished? And you maneuver your schedule around that. If your children go to school, then that's your time that you grind, right? So wake up early in the morning, take care of yourself, take care of the home, the dinner, the whole nine. That's something I'm still trying to master because in the evening, I'm tired of hearing what we eat. I don't know. No, you know, and it relieves the mental stress, right? Then put those pockets in. Okay, what am I focused on today that needs to move the needle? And if you have to grind in 30 minute increments and you're focused on that one thing, focus on for that 30 minutes. And when the time is up, move on and know that you move the needle bit by bit. It's how we need to move and operate because eventually we'll accomplish the overall goal. So wake up early, do what you got to do for you. So that way you're ready for your tribe. You can pour into them. When everybody's off, that's your time to grind. What do you got to do for the house? What do you got to do for yourself? What do you need to do for your business? When it's time to go and now you're traveling to, to children and pick them up, what do you need to listen to? What do you need to phone calls that you might need to make? What podcast you might need to speak on? Whatever it is, what clubhouse? Use your time wisely. Then when they get in the car, shut it off because they need to know that you're present for them. That means from 3 p.m. to the time they go to bed, that's their time. And I've learned that that has worked. Mm -hmm. um, of course, mine are at home, so it's a little different. But when they go to bed, have that time with your spouse. Maybe grind for another 15, 20 minutes. What's the one email? What's the one? But shut it off and spend time with them. Because what's the point of getting a success and you look up and now your marriage is destroyed? Yeah. Or your kids don't like you. Or your kids don't like you. I love Lucy. You sleep in this bed and I'm in that bed. No, Ricardo. We sleep <laughs> together because we kept to make sure that we stayed in touch with one another. And mm. it's real easy to lose the marriage when the children come. I mean, that's a whole topic for a whole other day. But so that's what I want to encourage you. Look at your schedule. Take a step back, lay it all out and say, where do I flow the best? Is it morning or afternoon? And then think on these things. If you know that it doesn't flow in the morning, then listen while you clean. Listen to something while you're doing other things. When it's time to be present, then be present. And that should help you flow better and test it. If it don't work, tweak it. Keep it moving. I agree with you. Um, I have found that if it depends on what project or what I'm working on mm -hmm. at the moment. If it's something where I have to do like a lot of hands-on things that only I can do, I can't outsource it. Right. Something that it has to have my thought processes on it. I notice that I work better 
late at night in the wee hours when everyone sleep because my mind is open it's no distractions but yes do not i cannot do that early in the early part of the day or the middle part of the day because that's high traffic hours in my mm-hmm. home as a homeschooling mom and so you have that you have all these different questions you have cooking you have all this different stuff happening it's no possible way that i can give that kind of attention that's needed and do it right the first time with all those distractions so you're right you need to figure out um what works best in the a.m or the p.m and based upon for me based upon whatever the project needs are whether it's homeschooling my business my marriage being a mom or just being a friend because you have friendships and how are you going to balance that as well? Because they want time as well. So how do you balance all of that? And so um, one key point that I hear you say um, over and over is the fact that we need to be flexible. Yes. We need to be flexible because what worked last week may not work for the same scenario this week. <laughs> and you have to be okay with that. Oh, that's a mouthful, Tina. Like, especially for my type type A, where it's like, no, this is the strategy. This is the plan. We are not moving. We are not changing. Mm-hmm. And I had a long, it took a long time. And God bless my husband. Like, <laughs> most I knew exactly who I needed. I had a struggle with change because of what I talk about in my book, Flourish. Like, because of things that happened to me, I had a struggle with change because I couldn't control the outcome. So I had to be a certain way. But the father can't move like that. Mm-mm. and I box him in. So being flexible is true. And that's why constantly checking back in, like, okay, what is the flow for today? Okay. Because again, today may not be tomorrow. There's some days I have high productivity and the next day, I think it's going to be the same. And it'd be like, I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? No, that was for that day. And give yourself grace in knowing that you have to be fluid. You have mm-hmm. to flow. Like Bruce Lee said, flow like water. You got to flow. You got, and we know the water is representation of the Holy Spirit. You have to flow with them. And mm-hmm. in doing so, you'll be a lot more fulfilled and satisfied. I agree with you 100%. So what we're going to do right now is take a commercial break and we'll be back in a moment with Ayoka. Thank you so much, CTR Media Network, Dr. Tina Ramsey, along with the staff of CTR Media Network and all of the podcasters that have programs featured on CTR Media Network. I'm Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show, and we're bringing balance to the world one household at a time. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to be associated with Dr. Tina Ramsey and her program with CTR Media Network. They go over and beyond the call of duty and do exceptionally well when it comes to the podcasters. I'm saying things that are like, ooh, mind blowing. They are exceeding our expectations and I cannot be more grateful and more thankful. So I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for all of your professionalism, your consideration, going the extra mile to make sure that your podcasters have what we need to be able to have a thriving program and to get exposed to over 350 million households, 46 countries. I am excited to be a part of CTR Media Network and I don't take it for granted. Thank you, Dr. Tina Ramsey, for all that you do. God bless you. This is C. Reggie Rogers, number one relationship coach, where you get dating from an expanded conscious perspective. I always give you real talk about real relationships. I loved being on the Tina Ramsey 
So she is a great, great, great host. She asks great, great questions so that our audience gets great, great answers. It was so much fun being on our show. She's a great host. Listen, you're watching and you're listening to the Tina Ramsey Show. And just like that, we're back again. And I come along with a friend, Ayoka. We are touching all of those topics that some of us over there suffering in silence, moms. Yes. And I'm going a little deeper because I feel that um, on a lot of these different interviews that we see, it stays a lot on the surface. Mm -hmm. And in this particular scenario, we need to go deeper because it's so many moms out there that are about to give up. Suicide mm. is high now. Mm. Um, depression, anxiety is high. And to know, um, like people like myself, they look at me, they think I don't have any problems because I'm successful. They look at Yayoka and be like, oh, clearly they don't have dealing with the same kind of situations that I deal with. But being successful, having your own business does not uh, exclude you from the mom responsibilities because let me tell you something my children don't see a boss mom they don't see a serial entrepreneur they don't see a two-time bestseller they don't see a podcast producer and host and all of this other stuff you know what they see mom what's for dinner? And, what's for dinner? <laughs> and let me tell you they ask me that i am just mom or wife in here like they be like mom what's for dinner um mom when we going to the grocery store mom when you gonna do this mom so it's <laughs> And I know that you can identify yoga. They don't care. They can kill it. <laughs> so what? I'm hungry. Like, yo, Tita, for real. Yeah, yes. Like, so they keep us very humble. <laughs> they keep us very humble. With all that being said, we talked about uh, the challenges. We talked about the different things that you may face in life and business. And then we touched a little bit upon the homeschooling facet. And you also gave tangible are things that if your child, if if the mom isn't homeschooling, some different things that she can do if her child is in public school and like uh, listening to a podcast or doing something that she wants to do as on her way to and from school, but making sure that she turns it off when they're in the car, which I think is very, very great because one thing you don't want to do is make your children feel like they don't matter. And it can be the smallest thing that we don't think about that is that it can be one of the milestones that they remember mm -hmm. in their life about their relationship with you. And we don't want to miss the most important asset we have, which is God and our family. Okay. Yes. And I, I, Listen, I, I enrolled my children one time into an entrepreneurship program with T-shirts and they said something that was so powerful, like what they created and they and this is coming out soon when it's supposed to be released. Mm -hmm. I was in the, I was in my shower sanctuary. And when I tell you, I saw the whole vision Tina downloading five, I couldn't get out the shower. I almost fell out the shower. I couldn't get out fast enough to get it on paper for the download that was coming for the mission for our family as a business. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I realized in that moment is that our currency may be money because, you know, we got to provide, we got to feed the bills. Their currency is time and play. They, we don't have the same currency. So for them, they could care less if you're wealthy or, you know, it's like, can you spend time with me? Can you play with me? Can we do this together? Um, and that really resonated. It was like, you know, even though I'm grinding to do these things, as we say for you, 
they'd be mm-hmm. like, but you weren't there, you know, and, and dealing with that guilt part, right. Mm-hmm. Of helping them understand. And another thing I learned too, is that I'm learning how to bring them a part of the journey where they're a part of it. So they don't resent business. So mm-hmm. I was doing a, a funnels challenge one time. And my daughter, when she was in second grade, would get in the car. was like, well, what video are we watching today? What's our homework assignment? I'm like, girl, you in second grade. She might not have wanted something, but it was just the fact that she wanted to be with me. With me. I want to be on the meetings. Uh, you're not ready for that because I can with my clients, but her whole thing was like, I want to be present. How can mm-hmm. I be involved? And looking back, I with I desire that I had did more of that with her because the reality is as they get older, after a while, they'd be like, Well, I don't want to be around you. I have other friends, other time, other things. So that's another nugget I would leave for those that are mompreneurs or even boss moms, you're working at nine to five. How can you involve your child? Can they come watch you on the job? Does your job corporation ever do volunteer days where now they're in the community and your children are there with you? Let them be a part. And sometimes it's a struggle. You got to know your child. (laughs) But if possible, whenever, okay, look, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to hire you. The company's going to hire you and you're responsible for sorting all the receipts or, you know, how do you teach them now the ends up out of managing a home and a business, especially if that is their passion. So when they get older, they're not dealing with what you dealt with. Exactly. And so that's what I have learned to one of my friends who is also um, an entrepreneur. She said, you need to start including your children in your business. You include them everything but that. And I said, hmm, how? include them i'm learning stuff myself and i already be teaching them stuff all day with homeschool so how she was like business is is a university it's school in itself tina think about it and so when i thought about it i was like oh my goodness yes and these are the things that they really need to know that you never get taught in traditional school and so my children now have a sense of respect for me that they did not have before when they totally understood what entrepreneurship entails and how much it really, how much time and effort it takes to make every single dollar. Okay. And so they was like, um, I applaud you from being like my son. He did entrepreneurship for a while. He, he was like, I applaud you mom for what you're doing. He said, but I'm not cut out for it right now. I want to know I'm going to get a check every Friday or every two weeks. Okay. My daughter <laughs> on the other hand was like, listen, I want to make my own money. But I just want to be like an administrator, like a secretary, because she's very good. She's task oriented, right? right? And getting other people's stuff out. And so I have them doing different little things for me in business and hire them for the day. Be like, okay, what is your rate? What is the standard? I want you to go research. What is the standard for what you're going to do for me? Look this up. This is the traditional title. Now, what, how are we going to negotiate? Remember, I'm not your mama now. I'm not your mama. Right. I'm your employer. So mm-hmm. take that hat off and put on, this is business and mm-hmm. I want you to negotiate. And so uh, it, it, my husband came back one day when he asked him to do something that was business oriented and the kids said, okay, well, we need to speak about uh, how is this going to benefit me and the pay rate and how many hours and all this. My husband said, what? The kids just told me that my rate wasn't good enough. <laughs> We need to revisit this conversation at a later time. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I taught them how to negotiate. He said, oh my goodness. <laughs> so they negotiate better than me. But uh, but what are some of the current things that you're offering for your boss moms? 
Well, right now I am, there's my book Flourish, Mm -hmm. Replanting Seeds of Purpose, where I give my story and tell my story about what I went through and how my childhood trauma impacted my life as a wife, as a mom, um, in my marriage and in business. So the book is on sale. You can go to um, my website, www.iamioka.com and go to the Boss Boutique and you can purchase uh, Flourish. And it really shares encouragement and things to do. So that's one thing. Also, For any boss mom where you need a speaker for your workshop, where you are talking about, I talk about how to boss up and flourish and being able to understand how to go after what you want without sacrificing what you love. I speak on business, faith, entrepreneurship, and leadership and cultivating that company culture. So if you need a speaker to come, and I'm also launching other products. I have a lot of training and coaching that I do and online products as well. And all that could be seen on the website. So As I am coming out here, make sure you stay tuned in uh, because from accelerators that I'm going to be launching this year to even a membership, I'm here for my boss moms to serve them, to help them to grind differently and go after what they want. I absolutely love it that you have multiple things that as moms, just like children, they like different foods. You have like a little buffet of different things and we can just decide on what works for us and take advantage of that. But I want to piggyback on something that you just said that your book flourish is about you learning how to deal with your past trauma mm-hmm. and how it affected your uh, relationship and also your business. So we don't have to go deep into it. Cause I want you guys to buy the book, which is called uh, flourish replanting seeds of purpose. But what have you found when you deal with childhood trauma that is not, um, how can I say it? That is not taken care of because we have a tendency in families um, Mm -hmm. when childhood trauma or any type of trauma happened to sweep it up under the rug and you're taught to just suck it up and you, you, you all right, you can keep on going, but you're not all right. And then that child grows up and have not dealt with the trauma and it mm-hmm. constantly reshow its ugly face in other areas of your life until you address the trauma. So yeah. what made you say, okay, it's time for me to heal. I have to address this trauma and I have to do this for me because in anybody that dealt with trauma, including myself, it had to be a time where I said enough is enough. This is affecting my relationship with my husband. This is affecting my relationship with with anybody because of those hangups that's internal that they don't understand why I respond the way that I respond right the triggers the triggers right so what made you say okay I got I I have to move forward I have to address this and then I'm gonna put it in a book (laughs) well that was definitely I didn't wake up one day say yes let me do this it was not that that's for sure um it was a, a major shift was happening in my life I think it was, yeah, it was around the age of 35 when I realized I was supposed to be a speaker and everything. And I joined this program to actually lose weight, right? And I never forget, Tina, I was sitting there and it was like right on a piece of paper, the things you want broken off your life. Well, because of the trauma that happened, I now had, uh, and I'm listen, it's in the book, so I'm going to be real. And I hope what I'm going to say is okay. But I had addictions to pornography. I had addictions to other things that opened the door to so many other addictions that I didn't realize. So I wrote on there 
And I was like, wait, this is crazy. I'm not going to, they're going to read this. And I heard, write it this time. And it like, it'll be different. So I did. And sure enough, those things broke off my life. For me, I knew it happened, Mm -hmm. but I never accepted it happened to me. So it's like watching a movie and I'm the main star of the show and I'm sitting there eating a popcorn. Oh my, wow, that happened? But not that, no, that's me on the screen. And the moment I accepted it happened, then the healing started. But it was 27 years later, afterwards. And then he started to show me over the course of time, all these faulty core beliefs that I had, all these lies that became my truth, all these negative tainted seeds that reproduced themselves. Mm -hmm. He started to bit by bit show where it came from and the trauma that spawned it. And so over time, just bit by bit, I started to heal, but it was so deeply rooted. It wasn't a and maybe not everybody feels this way, but you know how they say that if you change your mind, it'll change everything. I realize that yeah. that's one of the myths mm-hmm. for me. Let me tell you why. Because in my heart and even beyond that, in my soul, I believed I wasn't good enough. I believed I wasn't worthy enough that nobody loved me, that even the father didn't love me. I had came to that conclusion. So I would change my mindset, but go right back because I never dealt with the heart I didn't with the deal with the soulish realm of the fact that I did not feel worthy of even his love. Mm-hmm. So whatever promises he had for me, I never believed him. I didn't know that because I thought I trusted him until he started to peel back the layers. And I realized I didn't trust you as much as I thought I did mm-hmm. because I wouldn't let him in to heal the part. Why? That little girl was, you, you, I got hurt. Where were you? And if you couldn't protect me, because I didn't know him at that point, right? But you couldn't, my earthly father because of the situation couldn't protect me. So I can't touch nor see you. So how are you gonna protect me? So it was these roots that I had to clean up. And funny enough, I wasn't, this wasn't the first book I was gonna publish. It was a different book, but I woke up and I heard flourish. And it just, again, one of those words that resonated. I started to look at it in the Bible and I saw it so much and I had to live. So me putting down the business was the last part of me living the journey so that I could publish what happened and I saw all of the connections how these tainted seeds if we don't stop to say why we are the way we are what happened what was the door where was it planted we'll reproduce it in ourselves and even worse we'll reproduce it in our children exactly and you'll see it you sure enough will see those remnants of that seed so it took what's that almost 10 years for me to go through that process to be able to help somebody else come out of it sooner. Um, many people don't talk about being molested. And in my case, it was by another girl. And you rarely hear anybody talk about that and how that impacted me of being, all right, well, what does that mean for me being a woman? Am I a good enough mother? Can I really teach my daughter how to be and do when I question my whole existence and identity and femininity as a woman. Like it spawned so many things that I touch on in the book. And again, it impacted my marriage. It impacted me as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, because I was never good enough. And everybody else, Tina, saw the boss. Everybody could see the gift, the talent that whatever I touched flourished. Relationships, business, whatever, ideation. But I was never touching myself and I was desolate. I was barren. My marriage, my children, our relationship mm. was dry. My mm. relationship with the father 
was try. If I was going to church, I was a deaconess, but my relationship was dead. Mm. So it's, mm. go ahead. Mm-mm. Like that, thank you for number one, for being so transparent and being honest. And yes, sure, you can share your, that's the point of the Tina Ramsey show is for you to share your truth because you never know um, someone who needs to hear your story, who may have dealt with the same situation, who feel isolated and alone. And you're right. Many times when you hear about molestation, it's, uh, you think about it being, you being molested by someone that is not your same sex, not female to female. And then when you mention um, something that is getting a lot of um, media now is dealing with pornography. And they're saying how this generation a children is being desensitized because of the onslaught of so much sexual things that's on television things within commercials everything is so sexualized even videos and so being that you and i maybe 20 30 years ago you wouldn't even hear about a sexualized commercial being on during the main hours of the day the hours of the day they'll play more late at night and so now psychiatrists and sociologists are starting to look at will this affect children later on and even some celebrities start talking about it so the fact that you even admitted as a woman having an addiction to pornography because we hear about a lot of men but we never hear about women and Mm -hmm. we know that it exists so thank you so much for sharing the story because now they see that you can overcome because listen you guys if you're battling with addiction with pornography, if you have dealt with being molested or abused um, inside the family, outside the family, however it is, um, know that you're not alone. It's other people that have dealt with it as well. And there are so many different amazing um, resources out there. If you're ready to talk, that they're, they're professionals, they're equipped to be able to help you unlayer all yeah. of the different pieces of your life and be able to get you back to a happy place. But as you heard with Ayoka, it took her 10 years. As for me, I never even sat to count it up. I start having my breakthroughs around about 30, 38, 37, when I started really addressing some of the things head on. Um, Mm -hmm. what happened with me when I was a young girl. And so, and it just like me, I was in a meeting. Um, I was, I had, I was in this coaching class and I had went in and I was a student to learn how to do different things to help my business. And one section of it was where she had, where she actually starts saying, okay, in order to help your business first, if you have traumas and different stuff, we got to get down to the meat of it because those are, barriers and if you don't fix that you can't you're going to get to a certain point you can't grow anymore and when she said that like and then out of everybody in this filled up class she come to me and i'm like oh my god my heart dropped and then she said tina tina have you ever dealt with you know negativity and trauma or whatever like that and I just started crying it took me all the way back to that little girl I was Mm. a grown woman yeah sitting up there and then I went back 
crying like a baby going back to when I was little. I felt like I was still that little girl in that moment. And I finally was able to have the bravery enough to admit it. I admitted it to myself. That's how I was able to start healing myself long ago. But mm -hmm. I need to admit it publicly. Yeah. Okay. And so, and this was a small version of it. Of course, and now it's going to be bigger. But, but, um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just who I am. And so, I never knew when, when I get the urge to say it. But this is the moment, I guess. And so, I'm here to tell you guys, I have dealt with it, and it can put you in a very dark place for a long time. Yes. Um, you have to address it. You have to address it. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. Mm -hmm. it, it, you cannot get a manual that say it's going to go X, Y, Z because everybody's situation is a little bit different. But if you stay the course, the outside of it is that you're going to flourish. Okay. And her book is so on point because now I'm flourishing like nobody's business. God is good because I had the courage to finally let it go because now you're a prisoner within yourself. You're trapped. Yep. yep. And so, and you I, don't know how that, listen, that trap part, let's, let's touch on that. Right. So for me, um, and see, here's the thing. The enemy knows exactly who's going to do damage where and what. So don't be surprised if you get like mostly everybody who's been attacked, who's about to do something major happened between the ages of five and 10. And think about it. Like you're so impressionable. Your soil is so ready to absorb and learn. What better way to let you know you're not worth anything then? Right. Because then you grow with that. And for me, like my uncle Maynard Jackson, he was the first African-American mayor of Atlanta, Georgia. I have streets named after my family. I have airports named after my family. We desegregated libraries. We live next door to the king. My great grandfather was Dr. King's speech coach. Like it's like it's there. Wealth is there. Abundance, trailblazers, you name it was there. Do you know how long it has taken me to accept that and own that and be okay to be like, that's who I am? That's the lineage I come from? Why? Because for so long, I didn't feel worthy. Listen to the words. It's not that anybody said anything or did anything. I did not feel worthy being a part of that type of legacy. Like, who am I? What do I have to offer? To And I'm like, but he had to show me, no, what I have for you to do is legacy as well. It's just in a different arena, a different capacity. So part of that legacy was being able to say, I'm going to speak the truth about what happened. And I'll never forget, Tina. I was like, baby, I did it. I wrote the book. It's done. And he's like, yep, can't take it back now. And I was like, <laughs> just, I was like, people going to read it. He was like, yeah. I was like, in that moment of, they're going to read it. Mm -hmm. Meaning those who never knew that knew me and never knew family members that knew me and never knew are now going to read it. And the outcome that came from that, I, I had a moment where I froze because I was like, why did I do this? Like this fear tried to keep creep in, but I'm so grateful. And that's how he deals with me. He don't show me the details. He just be like, yeah, just, just go. And it's because he knows if I do it. it. <laughs> I'd be like, deuces, you crazy. He's like, no, 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 that's not how we, that's not our relationship by yoga. Yeah. Um, 
But he needed this story to be out there because he there's so many who are suffering in silence and you don't feel worthy enough. You don't feel good enough. You feel like you are less than that. You're not loved. And I'm here to tell you that is nothing but a lie. It's a lie that you saw through your environment. It's a lie that you told yourself that became your truth. And until you uproot that lie, it will always be your truth. And nobody could change your truth but you. So when you are ready, take a step back and look and say, who said this was true about me? And you got to know who you are and where you came from to understand that that was always a lie. And start to deal with that, even if it's bit by bit, by bit, because he loves you and you are needed and you are necessary and this world needs you. And as the I stepped out there and I took the courage, regardless of the outcome, and I said, Father, okay, this is what you want me to speak on, then I'm going to speak on it. But he had to heal me first. Mm-hmm. So that I wouldn't go back to that little girl moment while on stage talking to be, you know, to everybody about it and understand that yes, that happened. And I talk about in detail, I, I get raw in my book because we don't talk about the dark side of motherhood. We don't mm-hmm. talk about the ugly. And then we expect people to learn and grow and heal. No, it's not, that's not how it works. You have to talk about the hurt and the pain to push through, to prosper, to flourish, which mm-hmm. means to bloom, to prosper, to succeed. That's in every area of your life. And I'm here to tell you, I endured those 10 years so you didn't have to. Exactly. And so, and we put in the, <clears throat> excuse me, we put in the face to yes. what trauma looks like. Trauma does not always look ugly. Okay. It's an ugly situation, but look at both of us. We're not ugly. We're beautiful, powerful yes. women, right? And so yet we have dealt with so many different tra- tra- tragic things in our lives yes. that actually adversely molded and shaped mm-hmm. the way that we dealt with ourselves. And mm-hmm. with me, I am so like how you are. I felt unworthy of God's love. I felt unworthy of a good husband, but I thank God that he sent me a good one anyway. Uh, he, sent <laughs> he sent me a good one anyway. And then having amazing children, parents, like I did not, everyone else, like you said, could see that you was a boss, could see that you was a diamond in rough, could see that you was different and that you had purpose on your life. They, everyone always just tell me that too, growing up, you have an old soul, you're so smart. You know, I'm kind of different things, right? Everything mm-hmm. I touch grew. I just didn't grow myself. So I can really understand that. And so for me, addressing the matter, admitting it out, even though it was a smaller group, it was big to me. And um, people began to see a different side of me that they never that they never saw. Yes. For me, I controlled the narrative and the situation pretty good. Mm-hmm. But for me, in order for God to help me, I had to lose control. Yes. And I had to understand, why did you want me to break down in front of all these people? And the, quote unquote, it was called the breakthrough. Okay. And so I was like, and I'm like, I'm not breaking. I am not breaking. They, I'm not talking about nothing. And they could talk about all their traumas all they want. I'm going to be like, you know, just the regular on the top of the surface trauma, <laughs> not the deep stuff. Honey, you got to say, I'm about to Boom. show you. Break it. And so I had to lose control to gain control. And that yes. that actually made me more powerful, more mm-hmm. self-assured, more confident. 
And I want everybody to know that all the bad things that happen does not have to dictate or take away all the good things that is destined on your life. Okay. Yes. That happened, but you can also use that bad situation or situations um, to help other people. And that is what Ayoka is doing. She's taking her story and taking it and sharing it in a different way. And I appreciate it because for the simple fact that your story, your story is, is different. It exists more than we realize, but no yeah. one talked about this side of it. And so it really needs to be heard. And this is her website. So when you go to IamAyoka.com, you're going to get a nice little video. She's sharing with you who she is. You can go and purchase her uh, books. And also she is a public speaker. So you can book her for your next speaking event. You can reach out to her to see what services and everything that she has offered. And as you heard, her family has an amazing lineage of make, being contributors to our society and also Ayoka is doing it she is participating and exemplifying her purpose and building upon her family legacy that has already been laid out and now she's adding another layer to it and so find your purpose don't yes. allow your past to dictate your future and it's time for you to heal no more embarrassment Okay, because this is a lot of embarrassment attached to molestation, rape, shame. yeah, and shame, mm -hmm. and why did it happen to me? What is wrong with me? Why would this happen to me? I thought I was a good person. Um, listen, bad people find good people. Okay, and children, like she said, is very impressionable between five and ten. And so we don't even have the life skills at that point to be able to understand some of the things. Because back in the day, we didn't even talk about this. No. But I, I made sure that I talked mm -hmm. to my kids about this, okay? Uh, but yeah, um, you can book Ayoka for her speaking engagement. Make sure to check out her book. And we can find it on Amazon, right? Yes, it's on Amazon as well. And also just reach out, reach out. She has a lot of different resources available. You can find her on IG because you know, you ain't, you know, business if you're not on IG, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> IG, you know, you got to be on the IG. So you can find her up on the Boss Moms University. Well, that's abbreviation. University. Mm -hmm. Let me do it right because I have people listening in. It's IG at uh, Boss Mom UNIV. And, and you can find her in regards to her speaking opportunities um, at J-A-N-N-A-B Speaks, which is S-P-E-A-K-S. And you can find her on Clubhouse at hashtag Bob's Moms U-N-I-V. And she also has a YouTube channel. I mean, she is consistent with this boss, honey. Boss! up with Ayoka and that's going to be launching very soon. So Ayoka, I want to just thank you so much for coming onto the show, giving us tangible things that we can do as moms to drop the guilt, to understand that it's a myth with this life work balance. And if somebody out there that really know how to do the life work balance and it worked for you, honey, you, guy or woman, you're welcome to come on Tina Ram show. Cause I need to see that. I, I I mean, give me the book. I will buy that book, okay? Because I don't I don't see how we can realistically have no 
not no 50 50. <laughs> no, no, I don't see that. And so, um, and thank you for sharing the challenges and the challenges, but also the solutions because many people share the problems, the challenges, the struggles, but then they leave you feeling all emotional with no solution. Listen, people, when you're sharing your struggles, your problems, your challenges, don't leave people on this emotional roller coaster just out there floating. Give them a solution. And if you don't have a solution yet, wait until you have a solution because people yes. need solutions, not just the problems. We got enough problems around. It's time to uplift, okay? And so what Ayoka does, she gives you the challenges, the struggles, the problems, but then she also has the solutions for you. Point number one. Her book, point number two, her boss university, point number three, her YouTube channel is coming and point number four, speaking on your next stage. <laughs> All right. So Ayoka, is there anything else you would like to share with our audience? You can share it now. The floor is yours. Well, first of all, Tina, I got to say, thank you so much. Um, this was an amazing conversation and necessary. So necessary for all my boss moms out there. Um, don't give up. Don't give up. It has been a roller coaster for me of ups and downs. I just decided that I'm not quitting. I'm not perfect. There are good days and there are bad days and there are things I still struggle with. And if anybody tells you they're not struggling, then run because they're not being honest. But the main thing I want to leave you with is this. Remember, whatever you touch flourishes. Just never forget to touch yourself. Because when you touch yourself, and you pour into yourself and you nurture your ground, you'll be a better wife, you'll be a better mom, a better boss, a better entrepreneur. You'll be fulfilled. And there's nothing worse than looking back and living a life unfulfilled. Nobody came here for that. Find what brings you joy. Find what will make your heart sing. What success means to you. Not what they tell you it is. Because we get caught up in that a lot. Well, what is truly success for you? Because in that, you would then be able to grind differently. And if I can help you or serve you in any capacity, please reach out to my email is info at imayoka.com. Or you can go to my website, www.imayoka.com and reach out to me. Because there are many products that I am releasing um, that is coming over this year to help my boss moms. I'm here for you. I love you and you got this. All right. A wonderful way to close our show on today. So if no one told you today that you matter, that you are worthy and that you are loved, I'm here to tell you that I love you and I you love are worthy you. and you are loved and I Yoka loves you too. And thank you so much for watching the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast. Because remember, we got your back. So until next time, what do I want you to do? I want you to keep smiling. Okay. And I'll see you guys next week. Aluva Immune was actually something that was requested by our affiliates. Right now, people are more aware of their health than ever before. And you have to have the best immune system to help support all that's going on. Hi, I'm Malaysia. I am a realtor and I'm also a mother of four. After speaking with my friend, and I mentioned to her how I'm always having to take a bunch of different types of vitamins for myself and for my children. 
she mentioned Aluva Immune. This covered everything from immune support to energy. I get my vitamin D, my vitamin C, my zinc, all in one. Not only that, the confidence that it gave me, knowing that my kids were safe and protected against all the germs that they were going to be coming in contact with at school. Vitamins aren't as easy to take for children as they are for adults. Luckily, with Aluva Immune, it's as simple as a dropper. My children love it. It tastes great, and it's so easy to administer. It has my back, and I know I can trust it to support myself and my children. Thanks to her, my podcast. We got it. We just three hundred fifty million. Hey, tuning in. CTR Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network. That's reaching three hundred and fifty million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com. Our CTR Media Network sponsors. Thank you to our corporate sponsor, Sheree Moore of SheTrucking.com. SheTrucking.com is a community committed to helping women and minorities establish and maintain successful careers in the transportation industry. To learn more, go to SheTrucking.com. Thank you to our platinum sponsors, Eleanor and Leroy Mason from HappyAndHealthy.Global. HappyAndHealthy.Global is a business that educates and provides essential natural wellness products to build your health and your wealth. Go to HappyAndHealthy.Global today to learn more. Thank you to our silver sponsors, Business Course Academy. Business Course Academy is dedicated to helping to educate entrepreneurs and startup companies with the tools and the knowledge needed to successfully grow and generate wealth for their business. Check them out at businesscourseacademy.com. Thank you to our CTR Media Network sponsors. To learn more about our sponsors and CTR Media Network, go to ctrmedianetwork.com.